everyone, Johnny Gaston here, founder and CEO of Reach Evangelism Network. I just wanted to, first of all, thank you for subscribing to uh, our podcast. This effort is to assist the local church and the believer in the constant and urgent and sadly neglected work of evangelism and also community outreach. So today, as you listen in, realize that this feed is not a live feed. Um, That happens every weekday, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Central. You can do that. You can be a part of our uh, live audience by simply liking our Facebook page, Reach Radio Live. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the show. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in to Reach Radio Podcast. You can listen live anytime, anywhere by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. You can also, if you have an Android device, listen by downloading any podcasting app simply by searching within the app for Reach Radio. You can join us Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Central to be a part of our live audience. Participate in daily Bible trivia and win cool prizes, as well as join the discussion in the comment section. All that brought to you by just liking our Facebook page. It's that simple. Also, want to say hello and welcome to everyone joining us on our live broadcast. Tonight is a special broadcast for Reach Radio, our first interview. And it happens to be um, very exciting to be a first interview. This is for an ex atheist who has come to Christ. And so anyway, we're going to be just being able to listen in to his story tonight. And uh, hey, let's get it started. You're now locked in to the Reach Radio Podcast, inspiring and training believers to fulfill the Great Commission. Here's your host, Johnny Gaston. Alright guys, thank you for tuning in. Just want to ask you to share. Make sure you share this link. Take a minute and hit that share button. And let's get the word out. This is going to be an awesome podcast, awesome interview with my buddy, Christopher Vale. So I'm excited to get a chance to introduce you to him and let you hear his story. Um, We're going to be talking about everything from atheism to depression to Satanism, Islam uh, to conversion. It's just an incredible story. In fact... Um, I got a chance a few weeks ago to actually go down to Gulf Shores. He lives in the Bowen County area. Got a chance to go down to Gulf Shores and actually baptize him. And uh, that's an awesome story as well. It just gets better and better, guys, I promise. Uh, in the beginning of the interview, you'll think how great it is of a story. But I guarantee you, as we near the end, you'll see it just gets better and better and better because God is doing so much in his life. And so anyway, we're just proud tonight to have him. And, uh, you know, he's a family man. He has uh, four children and one on the way. And so anyway, without further ado, we're going to invite Chris on to the podcast. Chris, how you doing tonight, man? Good. How about you, Johnny? Man, I could not be better. If I was any better, I'd be you. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Uh, Chris, um, you know, just as we begin tonight, we're going to be kind of talking about um, our discourse between each other when I first met you and uh, just talking about being an atheist and and converting to Christianity and seeing uh, the incredible uh, change and the power of the message of the gospel 
Um, we'll start off tonight. Um, just I want to let you guys know as we get into this conversation, make sure you share this link. I've already said it before, but uh, there's many people who have dealt with depression, um, who are now dealing with depression. And Chris was taking uh, antidepressants. He was, uh, you know, searching for for truth, searching for uh, probably meaning to life, meaning for you know why are we here? Um, what you know? How can I get out of this depression? And so. Um, you know, make sure you share this link because we want as many people to be touched by this this story as absolutely possible. All right, so Chris, uh, just to get started tonight, you know, let's let's hear a little bit about just you know uh, how we met each other and and really just how that conversation, that first conversation went because um, I think most people are kind of wanting to, to know about like how did I meet you? What what happened? What did we talk about then? And how what was your response to the gospel at that point? Well, it was it was mainly me, as you know, as an atheist. I was going around to different like uh, people's pages and stuff like that, starting debate. Well, I would say arguments, not really debates. Uh, I mean, debate is you know a peaceful conversation between two people, an intellectual conversation. Mine was more of insult somebody and dismiss everything they had to say to me. So. But mine started with, I found you on there. I think it was through, at that time, through front lines. I'd seen him went through there. And I got on there and I immediately started insulting you and calling you out on stuff. And, and you never once get mad. You never once, I mean, because a lot of times I would have people yell at me back, block me and stuff like that. And we, I think we had a steady back and forth for, I would have to say for a couple of weeks. It's where I was still being angry, but you you weren't. You were like, here, we'll check this out, Chris, and then check this out. And I'm like, okay, and I would check check it out and check this out and stuff like that. Yeah, man, you know, uh, <laughs> on college campuses, which we try to go every week, different college campuses, I focus mostly on South Alabama campus. I find a lot of people who, uh, I don't really find a whole lot of atheists, but when I do find an atheist, most of the time that is the, the kind of discourse we have is um, they're just trying to debunk everything I'm saying. They're usually angry, usually pretty angry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, angry at what? <laughs> they don't believe in God. So uh, it was funny, man, one time, <laughs> right, one time, <laughs> One time, I, uh, this guy was telling me how irrational I was. He kept on using the word irrational. And I said, let me ask you a question. What's more irrational, um, a person who believes in a God he can't see or a person who gets offended by a God he doesn't believe exists? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Yeah, you're all like, why? Even thinking back now, I laugh at myself because I'm like, <laughs> Really? I was all like, I was getting mad. Uh, at the time, I'm like, okay, I didn't, uh, said I didn't believe in a God and stuff. I was like, but I'm getting mad at the supposed God that I didn't believe in. And I'm, it, now, right now, I just laugh every time, every time I think about it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, uh, I, but I'll tell you this. God's done a mighty work in, in this guy's life, uh, guys. And, and you're, what you're hearing right now is a transformed life, a transformed mind. Amen. Uh, you're hearing someone who's been born again, and it's been recent. And so, um, Chris, let's let's dive in a little bit deeper, man. And just let me ask you a question: How did God save okay. you? Well, it it started like I said with the dialogue between me and you, and reading stuff that you that you had uh, sent to me and stuff. And then I get, that got me curious. Started getting me curious. So for the I, get, I would say the next year and a half or so. 
I would look up other pages, look up different videos, and all that. Well, with my atheism and stuff, I would I was constantly debating people. I was getting I was, it was bringing me down. I felt depressed all the time. I wasn't ever happy. Uh, I mean, I couldn't even go to Walmart without 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 crying, almost crying in Walmart, crying on the way there in the car, feeling lonely. And I was like, you know what? Let me give it a shot. Let me let me pray. Let me see what it's like. Let me accept Jesus as my Savior, and let's you know let's see what what everybody's talking about. Let me I've, you know all I've seen all this evidence and stuff, and let me do it. And like I said, it was like magic. It was completely amazing. Uh, my my depression's been gone. I take no antidepressant medicine any longer. Yeah, hallelujah. Anxiety pills, nothing. I take n- nothing. And it was almost like 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 a light switch. I mean, boom! And everything has been amazing. I mean, I still I struggle, but I know Jesus has me. And when you have Jesus, nothing can stop you. Come on, come on, brother. That's awesome. Well, man, uh, you know. Let's go a little bit deeper into your story. Uh, now we've talked about the background between me and you, and I, I see more people are popping on here. Um, guys, if you missed the beginning of the story, it's going to be uploaded on iTunes uh, actually tonight. As quickly as possible, I'll upload it there, and you can hear the entire discourse. But listen, um, I want to go a little bit deeper into your story. Now that we heard how you've been transformed and changed, um, you, you spoke to me a little bit about searching, you know, um, even going through, um, you know, kind of, Going through Satanism, even Islam, oh, yeah. atheism. Talk to me about about that. Uh, for the longest time, I would just yeah, I would switch like um, like Islam. I'm like I I would um, was trying out different things like with Islam. I picked up a Quran. I was like, well, this has got to be real. This has got to be what it is. Because deep down inside, of course, I was looking for something. And I got reading the Islam and uh, reading the Quran and. I got into that, and then I just still didn't feel right. I was like, "This doesn't feel right." I, I didn't didn't care for it, so I threw it away. I'm all like, "Okay, I'm, I'm uh, reading into Satanism and stuff. You can do what you want. Nobody don't care about anybody else's feelings." I'm like, "Oh man, that'd be perfect. You know, clear conscience, do whatever I want." Was not what I thought it would be. <laughs> it, uh, I even felt more depressed. I think more then than any other time. Uh, you know, next to being even an atheist. And then gradually, I you know started reading uh, people like Richard Dawkins and all that, and I'm like, oh well, they're scientists, so they got to be right and <laughs> they got to be correct, and which is a huge mistake to to do anyway. <laughs> There's only you know, and so I got into that Christopher Hitchens reading all that. And I started getting, I would basically say brainwashed by reading stuff like that and got into it. And the rest of the time of me being an atheist was constantly, I constantly was arguing, constantly mad, upset, starting arguments with every Christian or anybody I could find. And I mean, it was just horrible. I mean, it was real. I've never, it was the most lowest point in my whole life. Wow, that's, that's crazy. You know, we talked... We talked about you getting kicked off of Ray Comfort's uh, Facebook page. Uh, some people, mm-hmm. I'm sure most people know him, um, but he, Ray Comfort is a New Zealand evangelist, and uh, I think atheists hate 
Ray Comfort uh, even more than Ken Ham. Uh, I think Ray Comfort would probably be the top of the list of hatred towards uh, as far as atheism is concerned is because he's reaching out to them so so much. He's doing everything he can to win them to Christ and, and to reveal their foolishness. And the Bible says that he that says that there is no God is a fool. And, you know, the Bible is uh, actually I got my Bible open right here to Romans chapter one. Um, I'm going to read just a little bit here. It says right here in <clears throat> verses 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, who push it down. Um, we, we talked about that a little bit, just how, man, how vivid that is, how vivid that scripture is even now, right now, like to, for you, because that's what you told me. You said you had to keep on going back and finding new arguments. You had to try to... You had to try to build your faith in atheism because of there's just nothing to grab onto, really. And so you, yeah, you're nothing. so talk about that just a minute. How you did push the truth down. You knew that there was a God the entire time, but you were yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. I mean, you could feel it the whole time. I mean, I, but as an atheist, you're like, no, I'm right. No, everybody's got to be wrong. You don't want to own up to your 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 life and everything else you want to use that as a scapegoat a way to to do what you want think the way you want and everything else and and that's what i did and then i mean like i said and then once i became saved everything completely completely different i mean it was just i just words can't describe like i told you before with the uh nothing's beautiful as an atheist and when you're an atheist there's nothing beautiful it's Everything just is random. Everything, nothing happens for a reason. It's just all thrown together. And then once you find God, you see the beauty in everything. There's Amen. there's beauty in everything. Everything was created. Everything has a purpose. Everything and Ooh. and now life's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Well, I tell you, uh, you know, I I just I, I'm trying to hold myself back right now from just shouting, man. I, God is, God is so good. But I want to continue reading here. Um, this is Romans chapter 1. Anyone that's listening in right now, thank you for joining the podcast. I know we kind of have people popping on here. And I thank you also, guys, for sharing this. This is an incredible story of an ex-atheist, Christopher Vell, who has given his life to Christ. And we're going to be talking about his baptism. We're going to be talking about his daughter, who was an atheist, coming to Christ. We're going to be talking about several other aspects. And we're going to... So if you think you've heard... Um, some good stuff already. Um, just, just hold on. Strap in. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. says this. It says, For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, clearly seen, being understood by what has been made, His eternal power, His Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because, uh, it says right here, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts. And here it is. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Wow. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Isn't that so true? You know, how many times have I spoken to an atheist? And they, in their eyes, immediately because I'm a Christian, they think, oh, well, I'm the intellectual here. And you're going to have to give up intellectual ground because your faith is faith. It's not reasonable. It's not founded on, on, um, on reason or logic. And so for me, um, as an evangelist, you know, in my mind, when I talk to an atheist, I'm not, um, you know, 
sitting there trembling, going, oh my gosh, their intellectual abilities are going to crush me. No, I don't have to give up any intellectual ground, nor do I have to give up, uh, you know, when they start to push me on issues or press me on things, they say, well, you just believe this uh, because of faith. It's blind faith. Well, let's just take evolution, for example. They'll bring up evolution. And uh, evolution itself, uh, we'll just talk about that just for a minute. I know you've seen the movie Evolution versus God. Oh, yeah. What did you think about that when you've seen it? It was amazing. I wish I'd have seen it sooner. I mean, and it's, it's, Ray is, is, is awesome. Like, so when, uh, especially when he's talking about like one kind from the next kind and stuff like that, I love how nobody, nobody can explain like, or give it a, uh, actual proof evidence of one kind becoming another kind because there's no such thing. It's not, it don't happen. <laughs> no, no. It just never, it don't happen. No, and it, whether it was P.Z. Myers or, uh, or theoretical physicist Lawrence Krauss or Richard Dawkins, um, tons of, of different uh, you know, uh, scientists and whatnot that he interviewed, could not give one, no. just one example of, uh, mm. of a transitioning kind from one kind to another kind. And all the, the evidences that they gave were, uh, were just adaptation, not actual uh, what you call, well, what Richard Dawkins calls. Uh, was it uh, Darwinian evolution? And so yeah. even Darwin said of his fairy tale, he said this as his actual quote. He said, "To say that the human eye was uh, was put together by uh, just selection, natural selection," he says, "I freely confess, is absurd to the highest degree. Um, just oh, yeah. in the human eye alone has 137 million light sensitive cells, focusing muscles. Just it's just incredible, uh, you know, the, the human body itself. Um, but let's just, you know, kind of dive in a little bit more uh, into the mind of an atheist, because we, we've already heard your, your testimony of, of Christ saving you, of, uh, of how he saved you. Um, I know the mind of an atheist, you just spoke about how you're angry, but why are you angry? You know, why are you angry if he doesn't exist? That would have to probably be the hardest thing to explain because it's just it's because you cling to every word that the uh, that the people that you know like like say like Richard Dawkins or or um, Christopher Hitchens was one of my biggest ones was him and I would cling to their words and but they had nothing they had no uh, substance there was nothing to it. it was just words there was no and you kept trying to have faith in in atheism, but you can't have faith in nothing. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you just paint. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, well, man, yeah, one it thing a, I it was, a, it, it was impossible. So you stay angry the whole time because you're always, you're trying to find faith in something that that that, that you can't. <laughs> there's nothing. Hey guys, sadly we lost our live feed right there, but guess what? There is a part two, and we're jumping in right now. On here, thank you so much. I got Christopher online. Chris, you still here? I'm here. Awesome. So, um, what we're talking about is Chris's story and also the emptiness of atheism. Whether it was, um, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, all the what I would call atheism 
uh, evangelism. <laughs> All the, the the Richard Dawkins and the uh, P.Z. Myers and the uh, you know Richard uh, what is it Hitchens and, and all of them yeah. and how Christopher was kind of grabbing onto all everything they had to say, but all those things were just empty and nothing. And so I'm going to begin part two by reading a letter from an atheist, and this letter was to uh, Ray Comfort, New Zealand evangelist. And so um, here is the letter. <clears throat> This is from the atheist. You are really convinced that you have got all the answers. You really got yourself tricked into believing that you're 100% right. Well, let me tell you just one thing. Do you consider yourself to be compassionate of other humans? If you're right, as you say you are, and believe that, then how can you sleep at night? When you speak with me, you're speaking with someone who you believe is walking directly into eternal damnation into an endless onslaught of horrendous pain, which your loving God created, yet you stand by and do nothing. If you believe one bit that thousands every day were falling into an eternal, unquenchable, unreachable fate, you should be running the streets mad with rage at their blindness. That's the equivalent to standing on a street corner and watching every person that passes you walk blindly into the path of a bus and die. Yet you stand idly by and do nothing. You're just twiddling your thumbs, happy in the knowledge that one day you'll, the walk signal will shine your way across the street. Think about it. Imagine the horrors hell must have in store for those if the Bible is true. You're just going to allow that to happen and not care about saving anyone yourself? Or not saving anyone but yourself? If you're right, then you're an uncaring unemotional and purely selfish impletive that has no right to talk about subjects of love and of caring. Wow, that's from an atheist, guys. If the claims that Jesus talked about 47 times in Scripture of hell is absolutely true, this is what this atheist had to say. And you know what? I want to echo another um, well-spoken, <laughs> uh, outspoken atheist um, from the group Penn and Teller. Uh, I know you know oh, who yeah. that is, Chris. Oh, yeah. So Penn is a very uh, outspoken atheist. And what he said, um, he says, listen, I don't, I don't really uh, understand and I don't really believe in any Christian that doesn't proselytize. And that might sound kind of crazy coming from an atheist, but he says this. He says, if you honestly believe that there is a hell, if you honestly believe that genuinely, sincerely, then how much would you have to hate someone not to tell them the truth. Oh, yeah. Amen. And that just echoes what, what this guy here says. Uh, you know, diving right back into your story, um, because, you know, guys uh, that's just coming on here, this podcast is about evangelism. We want to also encourage you and inspire you to reach the lost because there's plenty of other atheists out there that desperately need Christ. And Chris is just a testimony to show us, the church, that they can be saved. They can be changed. Their eyes can oh, yeah. be opened. If we just preach the gospel, let the power of God be displayed. And, um, you know, let's just talk a little bit about how, um, like earlier you mentioned something that let, made a light go off in my mind. You talked about how you got to that point where you tried out Satanism. You tried out Islam. You were trying different things out, trying to figure out what was truth. And we know that truth is that which conforms to reality. So truth... Yeah doesn't change if you don't believe in it. Um, that, doesn't, that doesn't negate the fact that something is actually true. 
Um, and so one thing that you said that just blew me away is, uh, you know, that one day you were like, well, you know what, I'm just going to get down and I'm going to pray and I'm going to accept Lord Jesus Christ and see if it's, see if it's true, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what happened? And it happened. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> it happened, and it's happening still. <laughs> Amen. And you were born again. Well, see, I love what, um, you know, this, this guy, um, he's a president of Living Waters. His name is Emil Wayne. He said this. He said, if you want to know the claims of Christianity, if it's true, he says, obey the gospel, repent of your sin, place your trust in Christ, be born again, and have your eyes open to the truth. And, you know, right now, uh, you know, there are signals going on all around us. Uh, those signals uh, have TV shows, um, have, uh, you know, the internet uh, has tons of information that's going around us. I can't see those signals. I can't see those radio waves. There's radio waves going on around us. There's sports channels, comedians. There's the Channel 5 News. Everything's going on around us, but we can't see it unless I have a receiver that will manifest the truth of its presence. And so that's kind of how it is when you were born again, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just, it was like, bam, out of nowhere. And like I said, it, every day it's, you feel it now once you become saved and everything. You feel it every, You feel it before, but I think as an atheist, like I said, you push it back. You're like, no, no, no. You have that lingering in your head. and Or as a, a Satanist or even as a Muslim, no, no, no. And you just keep pushing it down, pushing it down, no. And, and then when you finally open up and you let Jesus in, it's the best feeling in the world. Amen. Well, I just want to um, uh, say welcome and thank you for joining uh, Guinea Blank. This is uh, actually Christopher's mother. And uh, one thing I'd like to quote her on, it's an actual comment that she, uh, she put in the last video feed here. And she said this, and this is Chris's mother. I can honestly say I have seen the physical difference in Chris since he has accepted God as his Savior. I see happiness. Um, man, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for, um, for saying that and for adding into to what we're doing here. You know, not only has Chris been changed, but his life has already changed other lives. Um, specifically, I think what he would call probably his, uh, his most loved ones here on the earth, which would be his children. And Chris has four children and one on the way <laughs> and I got a chance to go. He, he's got his hands full, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, so there, I know they're from ages one, well, zero to 16. And uh, mm -hmm. so I got a chance to go down there and Gus Shores actually baptized Chris. He followed through with his commitment to Christ uh, with believer's baptism. And so he did that. And his daughter, which is 16, was also an atheist. She came up to me immediately right after Chris was baptized. And she said, I want to be saved. I want to receive Christ. So this, her dad gets saved. She hears the gospel and she's saved. She's immediately baptized. And then what follows from there is his seventh grade. That's right. Seventh grade son, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in seventh grade? Yeah. I thought that was right. So um, do you see a change in your children as well? I do. Like um, like uh, was yesterday, I thought 
I thought it was, um, I didn't know it was Wednesday. And um, my 16-year-old came up and she goes, hey, flip students tonight for uh, for church and stuff. And I was all like, oh, to, is it today? And she's like, yes, today. She's like, I got to go. And we only have like 20 minutes to get there. And I'm like, oh, no. So I jumped in the car and took her there. But, yeah, she was enthusiastic about it, ready on my um my youngest daughter and my um, son, he they both were like, you promise we're going back to church this Sunday? And I'm like, yes, we will be going back to church this Sunday. I was like, and every Sunday that we can, God Amen. willing. <laughs> Amen. Well, people ask me all the time, because we go out and witness constantly. And, and now, of course, we're developing an organization uh, that hopefully will be uh, raising up more believers and more uh, teams of people to go out and share the gospel. Well, many times people, it's not criticism. They just ask me questions and they say, Say, Johnny, what do you do after a person gets saved? Well, it's not really the, the matter of what I do as much as what the Spirit of God does because um, I can't do what He does. He can lead someone to that place of humility, of repentance, uh, like He led you, and He can led, lead you to that hunger that you do have. And now your daughter has, and your son has, and now your family has, your, your mom, and all these people who have been affected by your story and by your conversion. Um, it's happening. And so... We do follow up. We do uh, give people Bibles and, and let people know the next steps to take. We offer you know, baptism. I went down and baptized Chris. And so, um, Chris, let's talk about church for a minute, okay? So, uh, first of all, it's Christian Life Foley. I worked for Christian Life Foley. In fact, I was a part of the church plan. I was the worship leader when they planted that church um, several years ago. And now it's a very, very, very growing church. It's, you know, it's really huge uh, how many services oh, yeah. they have and, and everything they got going on. So, Chris, tell me, let, let's dive in, because I kind of want to touch in different aspects of this. Tell me mm -hmm. first how you treated them online. I, again, I was pretty uh, pretty bad to them as well. Uh, I believe one of their names was Ryan. and That's um, the youth pastor. Uh, yeah, and he, I went and I would make comments on the Christian Life page. Was also they didn't they made it to where I couldn't comment anymore. I wasn't blocked, but I just couldn't comment anymore because I would pop up with insults and for no reason. And as in, like I said, as an atheist, yeah, it made no sense. I would just go to I'm gonna go to this page and attack uh, attack this person. I'll go to this page and attack this person. Even thinking about it now, I'm like, what in the world? What was I thinking? <laughs> so, so you were actually touched by that church, though. They did actually, didn't they give you a turkey one Thanksgiving? Yes, they did. They uh, delivered uh, delivered us a turkey and uh, with their turkey takeout thing and everything. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, even through all that, I still got I get turkey from them. And, I mean, they're, they're amazing people. Man, and now you go to church there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I came up, what was it, this this past Sunday was my first time going to church since uh, since I was a teenager, I would say. And uh, I went in, and we get, we did the services, and we got through. Ryan came up, and he goes, do you, uh, do you remember me? And I'm all like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was all like, <laughs> I am completely sorry. And he was all like, dude, no apologies are needed. I mean, and the pastor came up, shook my hand, at, told, said if, he, if I ever needed anything, let him know. Me or any of my family members, they were, they were amazing people. I mean, I, I felt at home. I 
felt like I belonged somewhere. That's awesome, man. What a testimony. So Chris now goes to Christian Life Foley, and it's a, it's a wonderful church in the Bowen County area. And, uh, and now his daughter, what he talked about earlier, his daughter was so fired up about youth group, about going to it. She's newly saved that uh, she, she said, Dad, come on, we got to go. Uh, <laughs> I want to share another testimony. We're going we're gonna to be kind of getting into the, um, the end of our podcast, but there's several things I want to talk about before we get to the end. And this is a great testimony just to God's um, providence and you know he's man he's so sovereign the other day Christopher uh, contacted me and he said man he said I'm so sad about all the the Christians that are persecuted around the world even the people you know who put to death and and so we kind of talked about that for a minute I didn't have a lot of time I was going to work and I was getting dressed I was trying to get my daughter off and to uh, to her grandmothers and I had a thought run across my mind I said man I need to get Chris to read the book Jesus Freaks it's kind of like the Fox's Book of Martyrs talks about Christians who've been persecuted to death um, down through the ages. And uh, anyway, I just had the thought. I never followed through with it to actually tell him, hey, go find this book, or hey, can I buy this book for you? I went and looked on my bookshelf and realized I had given it away to someone. And um, anyway, never spoke that, that name, the, the book. I never told him about it. Never asked me to get it. And what happened the later part of that day, Chris? I went and uh, my uh, mother-in-law took the kids and went to see a movie at first, and then um, they they never usually even go to the library. But she said there was a books book. She heard of a book sale going on that day, so she decided to take them. Well, she asked if we can come pick them up at the library instead of at her place, which we usually pick her up there. So we go go up to the library, and instead of my wife going in, which she's the one that usually does. I decided, I was like, no, let me, I'll go ahead and go instead. So I go in, I go into this bookstore, and the first, very first book I see when I look on the shelf is Jesus Freaks. <laughs> and I picked it up, and it was actually on sale even that day for a dollar. <laughs> How many millions and millions of books are in print? And what are the chances, what are the odds that that would be the absolute first book you'd lay your eyes on? Yeah, uh, the odds are astronomical. <laughs> it's a statistical <laughs> monstrosity. All the books in there. <laughs> Dude, that, it's, just, it's just amazing. God is showing up and showing out in your life, and I love it. Um, well, let's, let's, Even uh, when I was baptized, the, uh, the cross, too. Oh, come on, tell me about that. Yeah, we were, when, uh, when Johnny baptized me, we went out there, and he baptized me. Well, I, I didn't notice this. None of us noticed this the whole time we were standing there. But after I got baptized within, I think it was not even 10 feet away from where uh, Johnny's camera was set up, was a cross that someone had made, a, a nice one, too. It wasn't like it was just you know thrown together here quick. It was someone had made a cross and sat it there on all that beach, the one spot we go to, someone had actually made a cross, and we had no clue until afterwards, and we've seen it, and I even have it as my profile picture on my Facebook. Miles and miles and miles and miles of beach, and that one spot, there was a cross. Just amazing. Man, God is so good and uh, so, so amazing. Uh, now, how I want to end the podcast is two ways. First of all, I want to talk about your desire now to kind of rewrite uh, you know, your your story. I mean, right now you're thinking of how many people did I lie to or how many people did I did I share the lie of atheism with? How many people did I, uh, you know, lead into this deception? Um, so talk about that a little bit. 
Yeah, it's more and more so every day. It 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 does bother me that I, you know, I put doubt in other people's minds, and and it I'm, I put the seed of doubt in an enormous amount of people's minds, countless pages, and now all I want to do is give back. I want I want to plant the seed of Jesus Christ. Let them know that there's there is hope, there is love. You don't need atheism. I mean, it's. I want to make right what I done what I done wrong. Yeah, and man. and so now you have the desire to tell the world about Christ. Oh yeah, I mean it's. I'm I'm all pumped. I even I get the tracks in my pocket today, and I was walking around with them. I was like <laughs> looking, trying to find an opportunity. Still a little shy, but I had them in my pocket, and I'm all like, oh, can I? And I'm like, oh no, get a little shy. And but I know. I mean, it'll, it's, it takes time, and I'll end up. I, I'll end up telling people. <laughs> I That's mean, awesome. I talked to my dad to the point where he was all like, okay, let me let you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, everyone on here, thank you so much for coming on and, and commenting, and, and uh, Charles, you as well. Uh, you know, there, there are uh, atheists on my page who, who follow me, and then there's others that come on, and especially because we have this now. Um, we, you know, we have this, this testimony here, I guarantee you. Many atheists will watch. And I want to talk to you real quick. Atheists, I want to tell you that I love you. I want to tell you that uh, I have nothing but uh, a heart for you and thankful for your, uh, your you know, hey, list, at least listening in. And, uh, you know, hey, your life can be changed and transformed too. Obey the gospel. Place your faith completely in Christ. Repent of your sin. And uh, God will make you new on the inside. We'll be born again. And the eyes of your understanding will be open. Right now, all you have is arguments. And uh, the reason why that is is because you're listening uh, into what your mind is saying. Your mind is carnal. The Bible says uh, the carnal mind receives not the things of God, nor can they understand them. And so uh, what I want to do is I want to tell you, hey, listen to the voice of your conscience, that impartial judge on the courtroom of the mind, that objective moral standard which is written right there on the heart the tablet of the heart you know it's wrong to lie to steal to blaspheme god's name to covet to not ha have god uh, in high regard to not obey your parents and honor them you know it's wrong to do that you know you've done it and god has provided um, in his mercy um, the bible says that the penalty of sin is death and so the death sentence has been has been uh, already uh, put on you and yet God is merciful. The Bible says that all men will stand before Him one day. And uh, all your arguments, what are you going to have to say? When all of your guilt comes out as evidence, all, these, all this sin in your life comes out as evidence of your guilt, and what are you going to have to say? A few arguments. And you're going to be condemned to hell, and God's going to give you what you justly deserve because you rejected the one Savior He's provided. He's so merciful, guys. Um, you know, I, I just heard a quote er, uh, earlier. It said, while, other con while others are congratulating themselves on their salvation, I'm, I'm over here at the foot of the cross um, just marveling that God could even save me. Amen. That God could even save a person like me. Guys, He's full of mercy and grace. And, and uh, you come to Christ, obey the gospel, and He'll reveal Himself to you, make Himself real. The Bible says any man that seeks Him with all his heart will find Him. And so there is hope and uh, there's love more than you can imagine. He's paid the price. He's paid the penalty for your sin on the cross. And, uh, you know, hey, you broke God's law. Jesus Christ paid the fine. The Bible says that God commended his love towards you while you were yet in sin. Jesus Christ died for the ungodly. Come to Christ. Turn to him. Um, let these lies fall to the ground. And uh, 
and see the the uh, the amazing you know plan God has for you to re- to reconcile you into a right relationship with Him. And uh, I know there's 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 many atheists who have a, a tremendous amount of pain uh, in life and and different things that they're dealing with. I want to let you know that there's a healer, that there's a deliverer. And he's more than enough, man. And so, uh, anyway, if you have any other questions, anybody has any questions for Chris or me, um, feel free to message us privately or oh, yeah. talk. Yeah, talk to us right here on the comment section. Chris, I want you to lead us out, man, on two things. I want you to, if there's an atheist listen, I want you to talk to him for a minute, man. And then, uh, if you will, just close us out in prayer. If any atheist out there listening, I, what you have, you don't. You don't have nothing. There's no. There's nothing to hold on to. With God, He He's there for you. He He fills your heart. You don't. You don't have to carry all the the baggage. Jesus died for our sins. For 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 all those. I mean, and just just give it a shot. I mean, what do you have to lose? I mean, but your. I mean, your soul. I mean, come on. Just just give it a shot. Pick up a Bible. Read it. Anything. Just just give it one shot. Man, that's awesome. Amen. So. Chris, go ahead and lead us out in prayer, and then i got a quick word for everyone listening. Go ahead, Chris. Your Heavenly Father, thank you for today, and thank you for everything. And everybody that had listened, bless all of them. I hope that it reaches everybody that it needs to, and anybody that hears this, I hope it helped and helped change you in some way. And and please, please forgive me for for all the... uh, the doubt that I've planted in people and helped me to help other people. So just thank you for everything. In Jesus' precious name, amen.